Hi, welcome back to the show. You are listening to High TV, where we bring you cannabis news now. Now, we want to talk about what happened last week. Well, it seemed like when we uploaded last week's episode, it was working for the first few days, but for some reason, Anchor has just been a shit show lately. If you don't know, Anchor is a podcast hosting app that allows you to distribute your podcast along a multitude of streaming websites. But it seemed like after the acquisition of Spotify, of Anchor, things have just been gone awry. I don't know if Spotify's whole plan is to have you host your podcast on their platform or just trying to sabotage Anchor. I don't know, but it's pissing me off royally. But if you have seen us upload an episode yesterday, it is a re-upload of last, last week's episode about Jay-Z, Calvia, and the whole nine. And uh, sorry about that. And that 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 really just lets you know, if you really enjoy the podcast, make sure you listen to the first few days. I enjoy seeing you know a lot of you guys listen in the first few days it makes me feel like you guys really enjoy it and it makes me happy to see the podcast grow like that you know because the first few days are low numbers and then you know generally throughout the week they you know they spring back up when it i guess notifications hit the other social i mean the other uh, streaming platforms but anyway thank you guys for listening and moving on to the show so last but not not last but not least we want to talk about a lot of great things this week, man. A lot of things happening in, in the world of cannabis. So first we have West Hollywood. West Hollywood just allowed its first social use cannabis site. Now, listen, if you listen to this podcast for the last year and a half, you know how much I rant and rave and really predicted social use cannabis becoming a major thing in the cannabis culture overall because we all know what happens when we go to the bar okay we go to the bar we drink some of us get too drunk we're pissy drunk we're throwing up we got hangovers in the morning we're making bad decisions some people get duis when they're drunk it's a shit show okay and weed is nothing like that all right in fact weed is the opposite when i've never woken up from smoking weed and gotten a headache i've barely made bad the only bad decisions i make when i'm on weed is the type of food i eat all right i spend way too much money on food and i combine flavors that even god will turn his face at you know what i'm saying or <laughs> listen you guys understand what i'm saying when the munchies hit that's a different beast but it's not causing a lot of problems that alcohol would so i would love for us as a community to have a place for us to sit down and enjoy our cannabis amongst each other I would love to chill with some homies, you know, after I would love to buy my weed and then go sit down and enjoy my weed with my homies. You know what I'm saying? And even if you want to buy food, we can buy food. And that's exactly what happened in West Hollywood. Lowell Farms, for those of you that, you know, are familiar with the name or it sounds familiar, Lowell Farms makes some of the best pre-rolls in the industry. I mean, pre-rolls have gotten a bad rap over the years, right? If you've seen in the last video we posted on, on Hemp International, you see stems, you see seeds all in these rolls machines and that's why you're getting shitty shitty pre-rolls because they're literally just turning their trim into pre-rolls and so selling it to you guys dirt cheap you're getting headaches it's terrible and even some of the big popular brands in california when an instagram account called what's in my pre-roll he splits open the joints and he'll show you exactly what's inside and a lot of it is gunk boof and shitty ass weed and a lot of the times they cover you know uh distillate they cover shitty weed with distillate so that you still get really high you can't tell you're smoking shitty flour but i digress that just goes to show you how great lowell farms are because i've never seen too many complaints about them i've seen nothing but good things i see a lot of people recommend them and from the looks of it i have not tried it myself as i'm in a non-legal state their product is the shit now if you look at lowell farms they really focus on their rustic aesthetic they're all about you know a classic feel wood wood finish uh cases 
sustainable cardboard packaging. So Lowell Farms is a company that really cares about its customer and the effect on the environment. How much the environment would play into, you know, this Lowell Farms cafe i don't know but the fact that a brand like this that is respected and well known for their quality is now opening a cafe i know it's going to be great i know it's going to be a, a, a great place to not only enjoy cannabis but to even eat food because so i'm sure if they're selling you high quality organic flour they're going to show you healthy you know foods to eat while you're intoxicated they know how it is to be a stoner you know what i'm saying i think the best people to open up a social cannabis cafe is not ex-club owners or bar owners it's people of the cannabis industry so they're going to give you foods that you like the salty the fatty and if you want healthy they give you healthy too so uh listen i'm a big nba fan and what happened in west hollywood this week is they unanimously decided to allow social use cannabis on the premises now i know what you're saying hi tv i listened to a couple episodes a couple months ago and you told us that colorado was in fact the first to allow social use that's half right right now I, I didn't tell a lie either what they did in colorado was pretty clever what they did was have building a and building b now building a would be the dispensary where they would dispense their cannabis products to their consumers and building B will be the social use cannabis site owned by the same company. Now, the clever part comes is when they had building A and B right next to each other, which means that theoretically you can buy your cannabis from the dispensary, walk out the door, walk no less than two, three feet, and then be in a nice, comfortable social setting where you and your friends can sit and enjoy all the weed you want, okay? And that's what happened. It wasn't the difference is West Hollywood is allowing for this place to not only sell cannabis, but also serve food and allow consumables to be consumed inside the cannabis cafe. I mean, inside their cafe and the uh, cafe in Colorado, they're only allowed to consume, uh, I believe, edibles and not smoking or it's they're only allowed to consume smoke and not have edibles i'm not sure it was months ago so i'm gonna have to double check on that one i'll probably update it in the uh, description after i find the facts out but yes west hollywood congratulations i'm so jealous i wish i could walk into that place when it opens and look you know how hard it is to agree unanimously on something as an nba fan i've been following the nba for years all right and every year they have something called the mvp voting and it's only one time in the history of the nba where they unanimously decided on having an mvp i mean listen if you guys are in relationships and you have girlfriends and wives you know how hard it is for you guys to figure out where you're gonna eat that night okay so coming over unanimous decision is hard in itself with only one person can you imagine a bunch of politicians in a room all this means that social cannabis will be a thing around the country. See this as a guinea pig. See this as a trial, a test for other people to put their ear on the door, listen in, listen in, see that the consumers are having a good time. They're generating tax revenues. The politicians will love it. They're compliant. And so if that happens, boom, we're having social use cannabis everywhere. Okay. Not only at your local TGI Fridays in, in 2030 trust uh continuing on man 
we have the Safe Banking Act. So we have the Senate Committee on Banking and Urban Affairs look to investigate why a bill has not been voted in allowing Safe Cannabis Bank Act to be passed. Now, what is the Safe, Can the Safe Banking Act? As you know, in the cannabis industry, dispensaries and cannabis businesses cannot use banks. The reason being is clearly it's still federally, federally illegal and therefore the banks are federally Regulated. I don't know why I came and say that word right. Federally, I'm Jamaican. Whatever. I wasn't born here. Um, <laughs> so, with that being said, it is important for these businesses to have the ability to have banks on their side. Why? No one wants to be walking around with hundreds and thousands of dollars in an envelope in a suitcase on them to go deposit it somewhere else or to have it on them at all. I mean, I'm, I myself would not like to see a armed guard with an AK-47 and, and a, any any gun for that matter outside the establishment for security. And the reason why the security is here is because it's a cash incentive business. And I'm sure you guys have heard of all the stories of shops being robbed and shops being held up at gunpoint. And the reason being is that's where the cash is, okay? Where there's cash, there's crime because you can walk away with the cash and not get traced, all right? But if somebody goes and hacks your account and tries to take cash, you can trace back where that money went if it's electronic, but you can't do that with cash. And banks offer a level of security. So now businesses can get loans and all these other services and it becomes a much more friendlier environment to be a cannabis entrepreneur. So this is huge. I hope it gets passed and I hope the house votes yes. All right, I mean, banks, why won't you want cannabis money? You see it's generating billions of dollars a year it's a no-brainer for me, but I get it. You guys don't want to get a shit in the stick and then have, you know, the government come after you guys. It's whatever. I understand. So hopefully that gets passed and we're going to have an ad for you guys. So stay tuned, all right? We have a lot for you. Last two stories, last two stories coming up are going to be about how bees can, oh, how bees, how hemp can help save the bee population. And we are going to reveal which company is now the biggest cannabis company in the world with this key acquisition. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, John? You, you don't look too well. What happened? Well, look, log Instagram and Facebook just banned me again. Listen, man, I just have this great hemp product and I just can't advertise to nobody. I mean, I pay for posts here and there, but I don't get the traction I'm looking for. Yanni ideas? I mean, honestly, I've been through the same thing, John, and uh, I got to tell you, advertising on podcasts seems to be the way. Listen, it, Apple and Spotify just switched their main priorities on their streaming sites to podcasts. Why? Podcast listeners are amounting to 30 million listeners a day. And one of those could be your customers, John. I'm just saying. Well, God darn it, but it found me a podcast now. <laughs> All right, this ad could be yours if you so choose. Just hit me up on Instagram at, at Hemp International. One word on Instagram. Now, back to the show. <laughs> Yo, that guy Jack is crazy. Anyway, back to the show. So we revealed and teased earlier in the podcast about which company is now the largest in the world. Now, you guys have already known because we educate we educated you guys knowing. Oh, geez. You guys should know. Excuse me. I'm stuttering again. That Canopy Growth was the largest cannabis company in the world. And they recently fired their ex-CEO, Bruce Linton, for whatever reason. We've all been speculating, trying to figure out why. And they won't reveal it, but we know at least for a fact, he got fired. 
And it looked like Kira Leaf heard this news and said, oh yeah? Oh yeah? <laughs> and they, <laughs> listen, and they came for that number one spot like, like their name was ludicrous, all right? I'm coming for that number one spot. And the reason why it's so big is, listen, Cure Leaf Holdings has agreed to acquire GR Companies Inc., aka Grassroots, for $875 million in cash. Let me say that one more time. $875 million in cash. That is a whole lot of money. I mean, listen, we're seeing acquisitions coming out the wazoo in the cannabis industry now. And the numbers are seemingly creeping towards tech industry numbers. And it's only going to continue. And if you've been listening to our podcast for, you know... in our early episodes, we predicted about, before I even knew what the word consolidation was, we've been talking about how cannabis companies are going to be acquiring left and right to become the biggest player in the block, on the block. Listen, everybody wants to be Big Papa. And right now, Curaleaf is Big Papa. And the reason why it's so big is before the acquisition even happened, prior, GR, aka Grassroots, owned 61 dispensary licenses, 17 cultivation licenses. And after... The acquisition, if that didn't already seem ostentatious and rebunctious and have that many cannabis licenses, Cureleaf owns 131 dispensaries, 61 operational, uh, 61 operational right now, 20 cultivation sites, and 26 processing factories. All right. That's a whole lot of dispensary licenses, and it's a whole lot of the processing and cultivation. I mean, Cureleaf is the biggest cannabis company in the world by revenue. Asterisk. So with that being said, Cureleaf is going to reach, is going to get closer and closer to becoming a household name. And I think what Cureleaf is aiming for is that when a customer travels state to state, they want to make sure that that customer is getting exactly what they expect. They want to make sure that company, I mean, that that, co- that consumer is going to have a seamless experience. And by acquiring a company like Grassers and expanding their cultivation and processing sites, they can now do that. They can make sure that if you're living in a state like Pennsylvania and your child is, is graduating in a state of Illinois and you want to go buy your medical marijuana, you, you want to make sure that product is as close to as the product you get at home. And that's why we see McDonald's do what they do. If you go to McDonald's overseas, they might have a little funky menu. So it might, a little, might be a little junky, a little janky, but seemingly that... McBurger, that, that uh, Big Mac is going to taste the same all around the world. And that's why we even see our president, no matter I don't, no matter what pedigree that this guy has for some, I don't know, as a president, I myself would not even look at McDonald's, but this guy decides to eat it all the time. But hey, that's no here nor there, it's whatever. But the point is, companies love to give consumers that seamless, consistent experience. Because if you do that, a consumer will be more likely to return because they can expect what to get when they buy your product. And that's a huge issue in the, in the uh, cannabis industry now because as you know, the cannabis plant is alive. It's alive! Which means that every plant's gonna be unique. Every uh, formulation of terpenes and cannabinoid percentages will be different and it's hard to get a seamless, seamless plant. So that's why a lot of the times they extract, isolate, and regroup. That's what these big companies are doing. So that's what Cure Relief is aiming to do. Be a household name all around the company. And not only will we be seeing Cure Relief in Illinois, you'll be which is newly newly legal by the way, you'll be seeing Cure Relief in Pennsylvania, Arkansas, Michigan, North Dakota, not South Dakota. Oklahoma and Vermont. So if you're in any of those states, look out for Cure Leaf. They are coming to a site near you. All right. So moving on, 
how the hell can hemp save the bee population? Listen, we know that hemp is one of the environment's biggest, biggest allies. I mean, hemp itself can make over 50,000 different products, all right? Hemp is already being used in BMW and other cars as their moldings, where instead of using plastic, they use hemp plastic, which is stronger or 10 times stronger impact force asterisk than steel, right? Hemp plastics are biodegradable. You can create hempcrete, you can create hemp batteries, rope, you can build hemp houses. I mean, the list goes on and on. And hemp is truly amazing for the environment because it's biodegradable, you can 3D print it, and you can grow more of the product instead of having to create and burn energy and create pollution. So kudos to hemp for being an environmental ally, but it seems it's even bigger of an ally than we think. Now, if you guys have heard our environmental or our environmental, our environment is going to shit, all right? If you haven't heard, they are released a uh, study saying that in 2050, our heat index would be so high, in fact, that it will be off the charts and hard to even read, which means that global warming is happening. A lot of shit is going down. We haven't acid rain falling from the sky i mean yo this shit is crazy i mean if you were to collect rainwater right now do you know how many metals and pollutants you would find in the rainwater which means that that was all collected from the air around us and we breathe it in our lungs every day i mean listen i chief on a big blunt every day but i'm not trying to breathe in polluted air okay if any any air i'm breathing in has to be and if, if it's polluted has to be cannabis and that's all i'm allowing vape smoke whatever uh, unnecessary statement aside, uh, yeah, so back to answering the question. So what happened is a group at Colorado University decided to study the population of bees and the effect that hemp has on the population. As you know, bees love flowers. I mean, the reason why bees typically are attracted to you in the summertime when you wear, let's say, a bright colored shirt, you know, neon green, blue, yellow, is because bees are naturally attracted towards bright colors. Reason being is chances are if you're a bright color, you're a flower. And bees love nectar. And where there are flowers there is nectar now you're saying cannabis flowers don't have nectar though they don't but it's the researchers at the at the university of colorado discovered that hemp contains key nutrients that can help bolster the population of bees these key nutrients help keep the bees healthy in a seemingly in well seemingly in an environment where their natural uh, uh feeding territories are dwindling right flowers are lessening uh we are moving into i mean the fact that humans move into their environment is disrupting them at an alarming rates and the fact that we use pesticides and we use these other chemicals they're dying at an alarming alarming rate i mean it, listen if you enjoy going to the supermarket go to whole foods and buying your grapes buying your bananas buying your fruits your vegetables a lot of these things will no longer stay exist outside of being gmos because bees are what are necessary for the pollination bees sole purpose on this planet is to populate other plants to facilitate the growth of plants right so by them getting their fix by drinking this nectar and delivering it back to their hive whatever they do with it they are they also transfer pollen on their hairs and that's why bees are so important if this pollen is not transferred these trees cannot get uh, uh um cannot get fertilized aka these trees cannot give birth to new plants and we're all out of luck we see the civilization take a huge downturn and i'm pretty sure you guys do not want to ingest gmo plants for the rest of your life trust me so if you want to save the bees plant more hemp and if you're a farmer out there you already know growing hemp is the best thing you can possibly do because 
cannabis is the most expensive and profitable agricultural crop on this planet. It's a cash crop. I mean, the fact you can extract CBD and when it reaches a kilo, it's worth a couple thousand dollars a kilo. I mean, come on. If you have a truck's full of biomass, you could legit turn that into millions of dollars. Hashtag just saying hemp can save the planet. Hemp can save the bees. All right. And if you're a lover of the environment, I will upload this post on Instagram in a couple of days. Just make sure you share this podcast with anybody else who loves bees and loves hemp and loves cannabis. So that's our show today, folks. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. A quick recap. We have Cure Leaf becoming the largest cannabis company in the world with their acquisition of Grassroots for $875 million. We have the... Safe Banking Act proposed by the Senate Committee of Banking and Urban Affairs being brought to the forefront, and hopefully we can have cannabis-friendly banks coming soon. That means loans, that means your money's protected, no more having to carry a shotgun in your back pocket when you want to carry all the cash you made for the month. That's no longer. Brinks trucks, that can stop because you can finally use credit and debit cards, all right? Thank the Lord. We have West Hollywood unanimously decided to allow Lowell Farms Co. to open their Lowell's Cafe in West Hollywood. So that's great for tourism. That's great for the city. I mean, celebrities are going to be in there. That is a big, big move. And chances are other states are going to follow suit because who doesn't want to go and chill with their friends and smoke weed instead of having to go to a bar and get pissy drunk? I'm not saying that drinking alcohol isn't fun. I myself take a drink or two, but I'm just saying... If I had a choice between going to the weed bar and going to the liquor bar, chances are I'm going to the weed bar. Am I right? And chances are if you listen to this podcast, you do too. And last recap, we have, we have, I think that's all. Safe banking. We have the uh, Lower Cafe, Cure Leaf, and Bees in the Trap. Oh, yeah, we just talked about the bees. So if you enjoy this podcast, folks, please, please subscribe. Give us five stars on Apple Music or wherever you listen to podcasts and share with a friend. Because chances are, if you like cannabis, someone else does too. And my whole goal is to give you guys content that's entertaining and educative and enjoyable overall. I mean, I like staying informed about what's going on in the cannabis industry, so I share that information that I'm passionate about with you. And if you guys haven't noticed, I've made improvements. I've spoken a bit slower. I've been a bit less aggressive sounding. I mean, come on, I'm from New York. What can I say, eh? I like to drink me some coffee and eat hot dogs on the side of corn with a train up my head. What am I gonna do, <laughs> right? So with that being said, I've, sp- I've, st- I've spoken, I've spoken, <laughs> I've spoken slower and I've tried to improve it the best I can because at the end of the day, I love seeing you guys listen- listening and enjoying the podcast. If you ever want to reach out, follow us on Hemp International on Instagram. If you don't follow us already, that's Hemp International, one word. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV. Thank you for listening. Peace.